My name is James. And my name is Matt. And we're talking, talking about, about games these days. Um, and specifically, the game that we are talking about is Swords of Ditto, which is like a roguelite Zelda-like. Yeah. It's a, so it actually, it describes itself as a micro RPG. Oh yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is kind of cute. Uh-huh. Uh, and let's see, it's, it came out a couple years ago in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, developed by a company called One Bit Beyond. Yeah. This is their first game. Uh-huh. And I'm, I, I threw together a list of other things that came out in 2018. Okay. That I'm sure the, it's a lot. In the indie, I know. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of the problem with newer games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna like rapid fire indie games that okay. came out that year. Celeste, sure. Pit People, okay. Uh, Frostpunk, okay. Moonlighter, okay. Chasm, okay. Dead Cells, uh-huh. Overcooked Two, uh-huh. Guacamelee Two, uh-huh. uh, The Messenger, okay. and Delta Rune. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know what that means, but those all those games also came out that year. That's true. I feel like uh, like this game is sitting pretty pretty. Sitting pretty amongst its peers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's published by Devolver. Right. Which publishes a lot of good games. Yes, has um, a, an unreasonably high batting average as far as good games that they publish. Yeah, how do they do that? I don't know. And so yeah, it's it is Legend of Zelda E with same screen sort of like couch co-op. Yeah. Um, the only th- so I really wasn't sure how like roguish it really like the only thing that's roguelite about it is map generation, right? Ye- yeah, and like like characters, right? Like so NPCs, the way they look and the quests they give you. That's true. Um, well, so the like way your main character looks. The map and the things that live in it. Yeah. <laughs> but there isn't really like, so like, you know, item locations are right. randomized, mm-hmm. but like, you know, there aren't random potions that you don't know what they do or spells that you don't know what they do. That's true. Or that sort of thing. Yeah. As far as setting goes. It's set in the world of Ditto. The world of Ditto. <laughs> Which is like a little cartoon world, uh, sort of hybrid of fantasy and uh, a little bit of sci-fi elements. Yeah, like it's got it's got robots and lasers and like vinyl records. Uh huh. But it also has like fireballs and yeah. you know summoning things and swords and monsters yeah. and things like that. Our favorite weapon summons a giant yeti foot that stomps on the screen. Yes, definitely MVP <laughs> weapon. It controls pretty much how you would expect it to. Yeah, it's nice and smooth. I really don't have any complaints about the controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can move in, what, eight directions? Mm-hmm. Um, you can use your weapon. Right. You can use your other weapon. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you can have two abilities equipped at a time, right? Like, a, your sword is always equipped, and then you have an offhand. And you can get, like, you can pull an item out of your inventory and use it. Yeah, it has, like, a quick, uh, quick access button for, like, recovery items. Um, and I... And you can map up to, what, like, three or maybe four of your special... Four, yeah. Uh, weapons to quick access... Yeah, to like the D-pad to, yeah. to jump to those. And you can roll. Mm -hmm. You can roll That's out of true. the way of things. Uh, no jumping. Nope. Because it is very Zelda, top down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that it is kind of different in terms of uh, moving around. In Zelda games, you have like a little bit of... When you're falling off a ledge, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of momentum behind your movement. Yeah. Um, so you can sometimes like cross a gap just by like moving fast enough or like skirting around the edge mm -hmm. where in this game you seem to fall pretty much immediately yeah and you even kind of like there's a little bit of like um like the edges that you can fall off of are kind of squishy in zelda mm -hmm. like you have to push into them to actually jump off yeah you don't have to do that in this game you can just run right off the edge if you want right is that is that the only frustrating movement i think aspect? so like i think i don't I don't remember remember uh, running into any other issues. Yeah, really. Over, I mean, we'll we'll go through all the ways in which it is, but it is, it's a pretty <laughs> polished game overall. Yeah, I think so. Um, the UI is all really easy to to look at. Right, jumping through items. through menus, doing equipment stuff. You can tell the effect that the equipment's having. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's a couple of items that were kind of like enemies drop items more often. Uh huh. And it didn't always represent that as yeah. a number for you. Right. But there are other times where it did and said, oh, this increases your luck and then you can see that it gives you more. Right. Luck. There's like a drop rate that's mm -hmm. like an actual stat and then there's also a luck stat. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if we really were able to figure out the difference between like is does luck affect drop rate also but just doesn't show it to you or yeah. does luck just affect like critical hits and drop rate is something separate. Right. Well, and crit rate is a separate percentage, too. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely, like, some, like, algorithms that are going on behind the scenes we don't uh -huh. see. Definitely. But, but for the most part, all the information you need is right there for you, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I felt like the menus were a little, like, much to navigate through. So, like, pulling up a menu to go to the map, then selecting the map, then selecting where you were fast traveling yeah. to versus using the kazoo on the field, which just takes you to the map to choose where you're fast traveling. Like, a little bit of, like, redundancy where there didn't need to be. That's true. That part was kind of weird. Um, and actually, like, the healing items are kind of the same way. Yeah. Like, you could ostensibly you could you could get to not ostensibly conceivably yeah you could conceivably get to your healing items from the main gameplay mm -hmm. view mm -hmm. but you like every time that you really need them you need them like right now and you yeah. don't have time to flip through stuff right. so you're always going to want to like pause the game and yeah. find you know your donuts that you need to eat or whatever mm -hmm. at least it doesn't at least that stuff doesn't get in your way oh yeah like definitely. it gives you yeah. like redundant stuff that you don't really need and is maybe a little bit confusing at first because mm -hmm. like i'm pretty sure for the kazoo for the the like fast travel 
it explicitly recommends that you yeah. have your kazoo as a quick item, mm -hmm. when in actuality, I can't imagine why that would ever be useful. Yeah, you would never, <laughs> you'd never need it. Yeah. the difficulty it was really easy most of the time yeah uh, I think that the the few times where it actually was difficult were really surprising mm -hmm. uh, not even necessary like it, it I don't ever think it got unreasonably difficult I think it was just sort of unexpectedly difficult in light of how easy everything else had been also until all of the so the way the game is set up is like the more runs you do kind of the more it adds things to the game mm -hmm. that will affect each run but i felt like i was being set up to believe that those things were in place from the first run so yeah. they'll mention a time limit um the fact that you're not allowed to die right things like that but those on only come in as limitations like in the second or third run yeah so it was, it felt really easy in comparison. And then also, I don't think the game is balanced whatsoever for two people <laughs> to be playing it. No, it really doesn't seem uh, like it. <laughs> which is strange, because that's like a big selling point for the game. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, so I, I feel like the only times where we actually ran into difficulty were when we were just utterly swamped with enemies on the screen, usually yeah. doing sort of like area of effect things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when you would occasionally fight the bosses where it was like your shadow self yeah. or whatever, because I, again, I think just because like the player's really overpowered. So fighting two players at the same time right. is a lot of difficulty. Yeah. But besides that, like the, the single bosses that we fought, I feel like they never had a chance against us. Right. Like they had no way to deal with both of us at the same time. Yeah. Um, the, the anchor bosses that we fought mm -hmm. did never seem particularly difficult. Yeah. And even Mormo herself, like, once you know what the fight is, doesn't seem particularly difficult either. Yeah. I even felt like, you know, okay, so it won't really give anything away, I don't think, to say that you play the game in loops. Yeah. Um, so our last loop that we went through... Like, I didn't even feel like I needed to take the Mormo fight seriously. Yeah. Like, I, you know, there's some parts where you sort of have to watch to see things that are coming down the screen and, like, keep track of, like, where she's summoning in, guys. Uh-huh. And I felt like I was, like, messing up a lot on that, and it just, just no it consequences. Just, yeah, it didn't matter, because... <laughs> and, and we even killed her. Like, the boss is set up to, like, you have to fill up a thing so things appear that you kill. Oh, yeah. And then you beat her up, right? Yeah. Like, it's a typical Zelda boss like sort of cycle but i don't think we even we didn't go for more than one cycle no right? i think we did it like right away so what did we we found something oh the uh the uh like power ranger yeah. transformation item yeah that just lets you do an unreasonable amount of damage uh -huh. right away yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i don't know it it felt way too easy yeah um yeah. And obviously, like, we're both really good at video games. So. Right. And, <laughs> but, like, playing, or like I said, playing it together, I think you get a giant advantage. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It it was weird. 
Well, and it even, not that we needed to use it that often, except for those, like, shadow double fights. But if one player goes down, the oh, other yeah. player can revive them. Yeah. Which is huge. Uh, yeah, because especially in a game like that where they're tr- like they're trying to build up the consequences of like if you die you have to start over, uh-huh. you know, reincarnate or whatever. You can even spend in-game currency to give yeah. yourself an extra life. But if you have an extra player with you, you have a built-in extra life all the time. Right, a free one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so easy. It's fairly easy. Yeah. With some surprisingly weird little hard bits. Every yeah. Once in a while. Especially <laughs> if you're playing with another. Yeah. terms of like uh, sort of RPG stats and equipment and stuff, it mm-hmm. seems it seems fairly basic. Right. Like it's kind of what you come to expect. You have your character's sort of base bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start the game, you can pick from I don't know a dozen, fifteen different sort of variations on the base stats. Each yeah. one's come with equipment that they're particularly that they get a little starting bonus with, basically, mm-hmm. and like a couple of stats are buffed beyond yeah. the the starting. Um, on top of that, you stack the bonuses you get from leveling up. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then your equipment, which are stickers yeah. that you stick on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and other than there's nothing else beyond that. Uh, so that's that's pretty straightforward. And that's yeah. nice. I don't feel like I needed it to be more complicated than that. No. Uh, I feel like a lot of times we were picking up equipment that wasn't useful. That's true. Um, and I don't know if that's just uh, would have been useful for someone, just not the way we were playing the game. Yeah, that or, could be. Because we got a lot of use of, out of both of the elemental um, affinity, like turn your weapon into elemental stuff. Yeah, that's true. They probably could have done a little bit more to make that stuff more useful. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're right, we were picking up a lot of sort of what felt like throwaway yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, oh, this will make you stronger at night, or, oh, right. this will, you know, make it so you can't fall off pits. Yeah, yeah. Like, when are you going to, what? Right, your own bombs do half damage to you. Yeah. One one neat little detail about that is that if you do get throwaway items, you can trade them away yeah. to other characters, mm-hmm. which and is kind of fun. It, yeah, stronger ones that way. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, badges, which are the, like different character archetypes, those themselves have individual levels that are separate from like your sword level. Right. Um, and it does seem like some of those were strictly better than others. Yeah. Uh, like some of them, I don't know why. Like, not that they're bad necessarily, because they all give you some sort of bonus, but just in the range that you can choose from, some of them just don't really make any sense. Right. If you have the others. Yeah. Like, I think we got really lucky in the sense that we got the um, the one rabbit with the Yeti foot, yeah. like, on our second run, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Or unlocked him by the second run. Right. Um, and then used him for every successive run. Um, because because that ability is so useful. strong. Right. And doesn't even have a luck bonus, too, because he's he a rabbit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, we're also getting more, like, items and stuff. Uh-huh. 
It just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did. I something occurred to me about that. Yeah. About the badges. Uh, every time, so every time you go through a new cycle of the game, you pick your starting badge, which mm-hmm. is your starting character, basically. Yeah. If it started to give you kind of like bounties on the ones that you hadn't used, mm. it would sort of discourage you from going all in on just one over and over again. That's true. Because that's another thing is like, I don't really see why you would, unless you got something that was so significantly better, I don't know why you would split the experience on choosing a different character each Yeah, time. yeah. If you already have one that's up to level eight, let's say, <clears throat> and you pick up a new one that looks interesting... Maybe it is interesting, but it's interesting starting at level one. Right. Whereas you could just keep going with your one that's already all beefed up. Each area or like biome, so usually each like world map is made up of like a, like four yeah different like biomes. Each one has its own unique currency and unique currency vendor. Yeah. Um, that you can just pick up from killing enemies from that area. Right. Or also doing, um, it'll have like bounty uh, boards that will spawn high level uh, monsters that mm-hmm. will also drop a lot of those and reward you the unique currency. Right. I actually don't feel like they needed that in the game. No. Um, I'm not, it seems like such a distraction. When when it, it seems like what the game is trying to push you do, to do is feel like you're on a timeline. Yeah. You know, like you only have... In the beginning, it tries to sell you on you only have, I don't know how many days. Yeah, uh, the like second time through... Whatever. Yeah. Uh, the second time, it's actually more upfront with you and be like, okay, you have five days this right. time. And I assume it just continues on in that vein. But if you're already, like, trying to stick to a timeline, you don't really have time for collecting alternative currencies that are useful in this one area and may or may not give you anything. It just seems like so much extra, like, ways to split your attention instead of focusing you on the main part of the game. Maybe that's the point? Maybe. But, but I mean, like, that seems kind of silly, doesn't it? Like, it's just conniving ways (laughs) to, like, distract you from what you should be doing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um... It definitely feels weird, and, like, the the vendors themselves, it's not even like they each specialize in something. Yeah. It's usually just, like, a grab bag of, like, a couple of healing items, a couple of stickers, a couple of toys. Right. And kind of like the item drops, it ends up being like, well, you've got, like, 20 things for sale, and maybe I know I want one of them. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing. Right. I don't I wonder, know why. I wonder if a better way of handling that... Like, they could have still had an alternate currency, maybe. Although I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not sure what purpose that serves. Yeah. Like, why not just use the gold currency that they already have? Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't really take advantage of it at all. I don't think we actually spent any of the... I don't think there, there were just like a couple of times where we happened upon the place and we had some already. Yeah. And we, we didn't were put like, any effort oh, I'm going to buy a donut. And right. that's it. Or whatever. Um, there, you can also upgrade the sword itself. Mm-hmm. It's another thing that we didn't oh, do. Oh, yeah, we didn't even do that. Um, you can find a blacksmith NPC. I think it's really weird, again, like... I, I don't know why they made him, like, a map-generated NPC and not in the town. Yeah. It seems very strange to me. It seems like it kind of 
underlines how unimportant it is. Yeah. If you never find this guy, it'll be okay. Right. Um, you can upgrade your toys. Yes. By you, uh, you, you get like a you get an item that item doesn't. that you take to the toy merchant. Yeah. And he upgrades them, um, and that increases their power. Um, and then you can also imbue them with elemental uh, buildup. Yeah. Which can be pretty useful. We found to be fairly useful, yeah. Yeah. You can do quests for NPCs, mm-hmm. um, which aren't good. No, which again is mostly just like, go here and either collect X of this item or kill Yeah, like things? deliver a thing to right. this NPC. Yes. Go to a place and collect a certain amount of items or here's a key to a cave. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the rewards are never that great. We, we we sort of took the, the tact that, like, we picked up all the quests we could, but we actually didn't put any effort into doing yeah. them. So, like, if it happened to be on the map and we happened to run into it and right. we happened to run back into the person, yeah. then maybe we would complete a quest, but otherwise we weren't too worried about it. And, it, again, it's the, th- it's the kind of thing where, like, once you've gone through the game once... I don't know that I ever, like, experienced any of them that seemed, like, new or different. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, it just becomes, like, noise. Yeah. Um, like, the rewards weren't good enough to make me feel like we had to revisit them. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't like there were, I don't know, like, story beats involved. Yeah, um, totally. It was just, like, bare bones. Hey, d- deliver this ham sandwich to Henry. Right. Or, you know... Bring uh, ten rolls of toilet paper to me. Yeah. that you had to do mm-hmm. was in each cycle you have to defeat the end boss Mormo yep. uh, in order to get to Mormo you need to unlock the tower mm-hmm. which requires that you go through two different pairs of dungeons yeah. so each pair has a special item that mm-hmm. you get first and then you find the other dungeon where you use that special item to solve puzzles yeah uh, and then once you've done that one, it allows you access to the boss and also weakens the final boss encounter. Yeah. You can then choose to do the second one if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically all you have to do yeah. to get through each cycle, Yeah. as far as we found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a toy dungeon, which has one of the various... And they're actually a pretty good uh, like selection of interesting different yeah. special items. So there's like a remote control drone and a golf club mm-hmm. and a record and a bow and arrow and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's a like you said a corresponding like uh, anchor dungeon um, that makes use of that. So kind of like if you took the traditional format of a like Link to the Past or like Zelda dungeon and actually split it into two physical locations, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the beginning part where you're going through to get like what would be the big chest 
right. like room, and then you would, and then you have the separate dungeon that would be everything you need to do with the item from the big chest. Right. Yes, that's that's true. That's very astute, actually. That's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I think, unfortunately, since since very little of the game is bespoke con- content, yeah, there's one bo- uh, one type of boss. For the toy dungeons, and it's only ever two or maybe one if you're only playing with one person. Right, like a shadow clone of you. Yeah, and that's it. And they're using, they usually use that item. Yeah, Um, except for it's like hex enchanted. Yeah. But that's it. That's the only boss we ever came into contact for those toy dungeons. It got repetitive. Yeah, and I mean, like, I hate to, like, armchair criticized but like it seems really sloppy too yeah uh well there was times too where like we get sort of the same cutscenes over and over again yeah which again like i realized that there's sort of like a looping you know thing to the game but it i feel like it's it's kind of training you to be like oh the story i've seen this before i can just right. throw this away which kind of sucks like yeah it would be better to have new story to present or even <laughs> just like why not have I don't know, like, 10 or 20 different phrases yeah. that that they would say. If you had, like, seven different phrases mm-hmm. for each, like, encounter, then at least in the span that you would normally be playing the game, yeah, you would never encounter a repeat. Right. Um, yeah, or, you know, you, you've got, like, a little wisecracking bug guy that's delivering sort of yeah. commentary the whole time. He could even reference it and be like, well, you've done this before, you know, do right. what you do best, and then, like, let you get to fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the boss of the the toy dungeons. And then for the anchor dungeons, I only think we came across two, two? maybe three different ones. Yeah. There's the one that's, like, a big furry guy. Yes. Um and then there's the one that's the big, the big circle yeah. that kind of bounces around the arena. Yeah. And does, like, laser patterns. Yeah. And that's it? And that's it? <clears throat> I think so. So, again, like, seems strange because the idea of the toy dungeons is that they're using the specific toy to solve them right so then why would you not have a specific boss for each toy dungeon yeah that is built around using the toy right i feel like that was a lesson that zelda had to offer that this game completely missed out on for some reason and actually so what i will say about using the toys for puzzle elements in the dungeons is that it did a pretty good job of letting you find creative solutions for mm-hmm. puzzles where you definitely didn't have the right toy for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like we got, like, almost to the end of one of the dungeons mm-hmm. uh, that needed the, the remote-controlled drone. Yeah. Uh, just by being, like, kind of clever about how we were moving around. Well, and having two of us. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's another case of it, kind yeah. of, two people kind of break the game a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just a shame that they couldn't have carried that puzzle part through to the boss, too. Right. Or even to the end boss, too. Like, yeah. if you could have... So, so fighting Mormo at the end of each cycle, uh, she has sort of, like, phases that she goes through. Mm-hmm. If 
she could have had a face that includes a puzzle element to it mm. that would be keyed to one of those two toys that you get in that yeah. phase. If you had the right puzzle solver for it, if you had the right toy for it, you could get through that phase pretty easily. If mm -hmm. you had skipped that one, maybe you'd have to kind of like scramble to stay alive during yeah. it until you get to the next one. Like there's definitely there's definitely room for that to be more integrally yeah, used. Definitely. And I think that's about it. There's a fast travel system. <laughs> There's uh, the cutest fast travel system. <laughs> where you call an interdimensional bus on a kazoo. Yeah. It's very cute. It's very cute. It has a little song that plays in the uh -huh. background. That's my favorite part of the <laughs> game, I think. <laughs> It's, it feels very, like it's definitely a callback to uh, to like the warp whistle. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mario definitely. 3, except it's a kazoo. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the way it looks? Yeah. I think it looks really good. Me too. Actually, the, um, the cartoon style uh, looks really nice. Everything is really well animated. Yeah. All the, all the characters are kind of like cute and chubby and smiley. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, there's all the design looks really like like unified like it all yeah, feels definitely. like it belongs together it mm -hmm. all feels like it comes from the same world yeah kind of reminded me of like uh, costume quest a little bit yeah costume quest and then also uh, kind of adventure time. adventure time yeah for yeah. sure the graphics just looked really good and really they fit every like the tone of the game yeah they fit really well um, I don't have any complaints about the way it looked at all. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't ever remember seeing like a weird, like, not a pixel out of place. Yeah, yeah. Full marks for graphics. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about the audio? Uh, also, full marks for audio. <laughs> Okay, so it was uh, composed by Salkinitzor. Yes. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find a more real name than that. Uh, no. They've got some stuff up on Bandcamp. Uh, looks like they've been making games for 10 years or so. I think I think they must music. be a uh, Devolver like oh. in-house person, Yeah, maybe? Because I've noticed like in a lot of places, first of all, the composer isn't credited. Uh -huh. In some places, it's credited as like, one bit beyond and devolver digital okay and then on bandcamp and a couple other places he's credited yes as, like the composer okay so gotcha. yeah it's weird huh <laughs> uh but it's it's very fitting uh i there's probably only like a few tracks that really sort of jumped out at me mm -hmm. and i'm not really sure if i would listen to it outside the game because it is fairly backgroundy. Yeah, you know? that's true. I don't know. I liked it. It reminded me of uh, kind of a uh, like disaster piece and stuff. A little bit. Um. 
don't know. I might listen to it if it was something yeah. that I could listen to. I, I mean, I will probably listen to it a yeah. couple times just to familiarize myself with it. Uh, the best the best track is definitely the kazoo warp theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think the other one was like, you know, the, uh, the you're in the town. But like sort of like the dark town theme that sounds sort of like carnival. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that one was pretty good, too. Everything is sort of like like bloopy blippy. Yeah. Like it's all electronic-y, but it's kinda like nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Um, I don't know, there's no voice acting, right? Uh is there like voice sounds? Yeah, I mean there's sort of like little shouts and stuff, but I don't think there's but, like but no dialogue. No, like, dialogue, yeah. Do you want to jump back to the story? Yeah. Okay. There's (laughs) a sorceress. Um, Their name is Mormo. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, what, want to destroy the world? They're the bad guy. Yeah, they're angry about (laughs) something. Right. Um, Every 100 years, they come back to destroy the world from their tower. Mm -hmm. Um, And... There is a hero that rises up from the land um, to fight them. That is the sword, the, the sword of Ditto. Yep, the sword is the hero. And yeah. also the sword. Yes. You pick up the sword and you become the sword. Yes. <laughs> um, it is pretty Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether whether the hero beats them or not, you go through another hundred year loop. And yeah. At the end of that, it happens again. Yeah, and I couldn't tell. Um, do you think beating them or not beating them has an effect on the next iteration of the world? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Other than maybe kind of like the conditions in the main town, like people are, people don't really seem concerned about anything that's happening in the world. No. <laughs> uh, but like they'll just make different little comments about things. Yeah. So. And then, so the way that it sort of s- spread out is. The first time you're set up to lose, right? You have to lose the first encounter. Yeah. Because you go straight to the tower. Right. Um, then the second time you win and the and you get the, um, what, what is it, like a banner or a ribbon? Yeah, you get some sort of special item. Token. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can turn in uh, at the beginning of the third run. Yeah, the beginning of the second. Second run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. If the first run was your first successful run. Yes. You turn in on the second. On the second. (laughs) Um, And then you have to do that five more times Mm -hmm. um, before you beat Mormo. Final time. um, And then you go back to the... you go back to the Stonehenge area where you've been turning in the um, ribbons and you get taken to the real final boss. Right. Um, and it turns out that you 
your character is the embodiment of fate. It was you. <laughs> um, that you had, I guess, set up this sort of world state. Um, but it had been bad for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Mormo and uh, the the Dung Beetle yeah. collaborated. Um, and they set up a situation where you would have to fix things, I guess? Yeah. Like, they they put you in a situation... Like, you don't remember any of this. They have to tell it to you. So, like, somehow they took away your memory. Yeah. Because the kind of person that you would become after going through this ordeal would not be the kind of person right. that did the thing to the world that they didn't want to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you fight them and you win. Yes. And that's it. And that's it. The end. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, I think this is definitely a case where the, the gameplay is much more interesting than the story. Yeah. Yeah. Not that the story is like bad, bad. It's just like, it's not, I don't know. We feel like we've seen it before. Like yeah. It's not, it's not super, uh, innovative. Um, <laughs> And, you know, who knows, maybe if we had read more of those uh, backstory tablets. Maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I definitely feel like the gameplay was much more engaging. Especially because, like, that that part is kind of interesting at the end. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe the first time you beat Mormo is kind of, like, cool and interesting. Yeah. But there's a lot of the same in between those parts. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, like, latch on to anything. Right. Well, and kind of like I was saying before, like, when you see that same thrown at you all the time, it sort of trains you to start ignoring the story. Yeah. Um, Which is a bad thing to train your players to do, (laughs) I think. Right. (laughs) Uh, There isn't really any, um, there's really, like, character growth. No, Uh, not really. You grow as a player, maybe. But, like... (laughs) But you don't really have a defined character in first place no you're pretty blank slate yeah you are you are actually a silent protagonist yes yeah uh the dial like the writing in it is like i don't know kind of cute and clever yeah i feel like maybe every once in a while it feels like it's trying too hard to like be referential or to be ironic or somewhere yeah yeah but i don't know generally it's okay yeah Uh, so, novel elements mm-hmm. that this game has. Uh, I feel kind of the same way about it as I do about Darksiders. Mm. Where, like, <clears throat> strictly speaking, all the little pieces that it's built of are not necessarily new. Yeah. You know? Like, we've seen seen Legend of St- Zelda-style games before. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, um, like It'll Do uh, is, like, a good sort of, like, modern Zelda, yeah. you know, thing. And like, or even like seen... Hyperlight. Yeah, that's true. Actually, well, Hyperlight is yeah, way more of a faithful sort of like <laughs> Zelda revisit. Uh huh. Um, and like map generation, like Rogue Legacy did a pretty mm-hmm. comparable job, I think, of randomly generating a game map that that's in the like Metroidvania ish mm-hmm. genre. Mm-hmm. A 
so yeah, like this this is kind of just being like, oh, like we can do that with with Zelda game. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I don't think the the map generation is an issue. I just oh, no. wish that <clears throat> I think that there was more authored content than yeah. there is, you know. I think that's that's sort of like a really interesting uh um like two poles of a magnet for like roguelike type stuff uh-huh. is on the one hand having <clears throat> my voice is disappearing <laughs> uh, having everything be totally randomly generated sounds really good mm-hmm. like you'll have just nothing but fresh experiences all the time but it does also mean that sometimes you get stuff that like just doesn't feel very good yeah, or like doesn't or make doesn't a lot of sense fit together very well yeah or <clears throat> it's really obvious that it's like oh this is this puzzle piece, right? And this puzzle piece has been put next to it. They yeah. don't really like flow into each other that well. Yeah. So like some sort of balance between that and the more like bespoke experiences. Like I feel uh-huh. like uh, um, what was that cave? Spelunky. Mm, Spelunky yeah, yeah, has yeah. to deal with that. Where like to some extent everything is completely randomly generated. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's also sort of algorithms that that try to make it sure that it makes sense most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this game maybe could have leaned a little bit more on the side of making it make sense more often. Yeah. <laughs> or um, there's also a game uh, called Sundered, where what they've done is they're like, it's laid out like a Metroidvania um, but there are certain key rooms that are always in the same oh. position. Um, and then the interconnecting ones in between are randomized. Okay. So they could have done something like that. Uh, kind of like we were talking about, the just the amount of, like, same content that you run into. And then making you do that over, like, five different runs seems yeah. insane. Like, I tedious. don't know why you would do that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I... I was already kind of feeling like I'd had enough of it by the time we got to the end of our third run through. Right. And you're telling me that there was that was wasn't even quite half no. of how much it expects from you. Yeah. Yeah. So So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um What about like room for improvement? I think I think the difficulty spikes where it feels like things have been completely fine, like ridiculously yeah. fine. You're worried that maybe you're missing something because it's so easy. Yeah. And then to have it sort of like turn on a dime mm-hmm. uh, is a little bit off-putting. Yeah. Um, um, I did notice consistently that those uh, shadow boss battles mm-hmm. are tuned to be a little bit stronger than you. It seems like it. Um, no matter what level you are. Yeah. Um, so I think that might have been why we were struggling with that one. And then also, like, having two character avatars that you're fighting Yeah. at the same time is really difficult. Yeah. And having them both using sort of, like, area of effect or, like, like poison that builds up sort of style effects Yeah. Uh, is a lot to manage. Mm-hmm. But I like I don't necessarily think that those were too hard. I just think that there needed to be other hard stuff yeah. to kind of like keep you up at that level. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like you're just getting dropped into something you're not ready for. Yeah, definitely. Um there 
Um, let's see. Um, I think we've actually really covered a lot of the, the issues that I had already. Yep. Um, the, the unique currencies are weird and dumb and have yeah, to go. Yeah, I'm not sure what purpose that serves, really, <laughs> other than annoying the player. <laughs> yeah. Um, less runs through. I think three is a perfect number. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if people want to keep playing, they can keep playing, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I, you know. But with the amount... So... With the amount of content that they have in the game, mm-hmm. three seems like a reasonable amount. Yeah. If they wanted to do seven, then they have to put more in the game. Yeah. Um, so, like, different bosses, more interesting or varied side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of, like, NPC-specific quests in the game, too. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's a guy that's lost all of his penguins. That's right. <laughs> and you can find penguins and, uh, like, pick them up and they'll go back to him. Mm-hmm. And he'll upgrade your bombs for that. Um, and then there's the octopus. Yeah, who combines who items combines together. items together, but doesn't act... Does he combine them, or does he give you a new well, item? He, you give him things, and he, it's he's kind of a black box. Yeah. Like I think we only came across him in one playthrough, yeah. and we only used him for one thing. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure why we got the thing we got. Yeah. Like it didn't seem like we we gave him like a bomb and a fireball, <laughs> and he gave us a firebomb. Like uh-huh. it was nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, there's a lot of like unique NPCs that do things, but I just feel like what you're basically doing is the same over and over. Yeah. So if there was if there if the if there was more variation, um and like like I said, more like unique boss fights. Yeah. Um then then seven might be a slightly more in like reasonable number of times to go through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you you really you really should feel like you're uncovering something new. Yeah. There should be some some new exciting aspect to each playthrough if you're really trying to convince people right. to go all the way through them. And after the second time through, there isn't anything new as far as I know that happens to like the way the run functions. Yeah. You know, the first couple of times you're kind of unlocking different or like more like difficulty conditions. Mm-hmm. But after that second one, it's just the way it is. Right. Well, and you, like, I felt like we had already kind of come up with a really solid strategy at that point. Right. And nothing happened to knock us out of that. Yeah. You know, so, like, if they, again, with, like, item randomness, if we would have gotten, like, a new interesting item that would have switched our play style or, you know, some sort of, something to tempt us into doing something other than the thing that was obviously working for us and why would we ever do anything else. Right. Like, that would have at least switched things up a little bit. Yeah. Would we recommend it to other people? Yeah, yeah I would. Boy. I think it's a good, it's, you can sit down and play it with a friend. Like, it's oh, a yeah, solid definitely. multiplayer game, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Uh, if you like Zelda games, you should play it, because yeah. it's another Zelda game. That's yeah, fine. definitely. <laughs> I don't know. If you don't have, like, real good, like, reflexes or something, like, if, mm-hmm. if action games where you need to be running around and doing stuff and, like, yeah. thinking sort of spatially... Uh, freaks you out, then maybe that's not such a great <laughs> time for you. Yeah, that's true. And maybe even, like, just, like, time management. 
Yeah. That's a struggle. Yeah, I suppose. There is a certain, uh, at least a small aspect of time management to it. Yeah, that's true. But especially if you're playing it with another person, Mm -hmm. it's pretty dang easy. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of just run through. Mm -hmm. And even like if you have like one person who's good at it and one person who's not, I can imagine the person who's really good at it could pretty much just carry the other person. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but all that said, I don't know. I, I, di- I did like it. I enjoyed playing it. Um, I would be curious to see what the next game the studio yeah. makes is. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would even love to see them take another swing at this. Or yeah. like maybe put out a, a patch for it that sort I, of tweaked the way the game worked yeah. a little bit. I think that's it. Yeah. The end of this episode. Yay! <laughs> uh, so, next game uh-huh. that I'm super excited uh-huh. about is Aquarius. I think it's just Aquaria. Aquaria. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot the name of the game that uh, <laughs> I remember playing when I was in college, and I remember mm. liking it a lot, uh, especially the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I remember being just absolutely stellar. I still listen to that soundtrack sometimes. Mm, okay. uh, I'm, I'm excited to to have you play it. And yeah, <laughs> I played like maybe a half an hour of it, so the up to the part where you first like find the ghost mermaid girl, uh-huh. and you do the like first transformation sequence. So I'm curious to see what the game yeah. does with that. It's like an underwater Metroidvania. It's like an underwater Metroidvania. Yeah. With some like singing elements to yeah. it. Yeah. So music magic. Yeah. Music magic. Um, if you liked this episode, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Games These Days Podcast. Yep. Uh, Facebook.com slash Games These Days Podcast. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Uh, or on Tumblr at gamesthesedayspodcast.com, tumblr.com. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we're on iTunes and Spotify and CastBox, Castbox. all under uh, Games These Days. Uh, yeah. Website someday, sometime. <laughs> website? <laughs> it's coming. Okay, it's in the works. Uh, yeah. But until, until next, next time, Brothers! <laughs> Yeah.